You're listening to WNHH Community Radio, 103.5 FM in New Haven. This is The Table Underground, and I'm your host, Tegan Engel. We're digging into stories of food, radical love, and creative social justice. Today's show was recorded live in studio, and it's our second Food Squad episode. We'll be going a little oil crazy for Hanukkah. The Food Squad is a massive crew of food lovers from all backgrounds. They show up a few at a time on the Table Underground to dish about food finds, eating adventures, recipes, food justice, and so much more. This is the joy of food in life and community, every community, and it's delicious, fun, and definitely not your average food show. Today's show lands smack dab in the middle of Hanukkah, the Jewish festival of lights, which many of us celebrate by eating foods cooked in oil to remember a lantern of ancient times that miraculously burned for eight nights when there was only enough oil for one. Now I've been cooking up my fair share of latkes and donuts, the standard Jews of European descent Hanukkah foods, but I thought it would be fun to invite a few members of the food squad in to share their favorite things to do with oil. So with us today, we have squad members Jason Sobosinski of Casey's Bistro and Cheese Shop. Hey, Jason. Hey, how's it going? Good. <laughs> Babs Rawls-Ivy of Love Babs and the Inner City Newspaper. Hey, baby. Hey. And Marshall Cruz, an aspiring cook and radio personality on the Joe Ugly Morning Show. Oh, good morning. Wait, it's afternoon, right? I'm sorry. The coffee <laughs> still hasn't kicked in. <laughs> Hey, so we have a packed house this morning. The studio is filled with food. Each of our guests has brought in some of their favorite treats that they make with oil. And we are going to start out with Mr. Jason from Casius because I happen to know that this man loves his oil. He loves frying. Mm. And I thought, who better to start off the show with? So he's, he's uh, keeping track of the oven. We got a little toaster oven going in here. And he's pulling Ooh. some stuff out right now. Oh, Looks I'm just, like I'm just pulling out a uh, a really really beautiful simple dish that I love to do, especially if I'm entertaining and it's last minute and I have absolutely nothing prepared, uh, which is not the case right now. I'm very prepared. <laughs> lift lift it up in front of you so we can see it in front of the camera. Yeah. So you got a baguette here with some squares of chocolate melted on chocolate. top. Yeah. So we're doing. Uh, I've got. I've got a couple kinds of dark chocolate. This is. Uh, this is the good stuff. And uh, I am. I just put this baguette. It's a slightly stale, crusty baguette. One you'd have laying around at your house. <laughs> Somebody shows up. Pop it into the oven for a little bit. Throw some of your favorite dark chocolate on top. Let it get a little bit warm, and then you pull it out. Give it a good schmear. And then I've got some beautiful. Sea salt here, some Malden salt, nice and flaky. Oh, I like this. Okay, because chocolate and salt are really good. And then just to finish it off, stick on our theme, you're going to take some olive oil, some good finishing olive oil. And I brought a couple different kinds of olive oil that we have uh, in the cheese shop at Casey's, but you can get finishing olive oils from all over. Um, these are extra virgin olive oils. These are not the olive oils that you're going to fry your empanadas in. These are not the olive oils that you're going to make French fry uh, or, or really even cook with. These are cold-pressed olive oils that, you know, you really want to taste that olive. So I've got some from Italy from this year's press. I've got some um, from Chile. Uh, I've got some from Spain, and I even have one from California. So we can taste the different olive oils. I'm going to pick, um, I'm going to pick this Arbaquino one 
uh, right here from from Chile. So what? Why would you pick that one versus some of these other ones you it's have here? Got, when it, when it comes to this dish with the with the chocolate and the salt, I want something with a little bit of spice, a little kick. Um, when you're tasting olive oils, it's called the cough. It's that like little bit in the back that, that like hits your you. throat. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, like, that's like some good uh, brandy right there. Oh, like some, some tequila. Brand. Yeah. And and you know, like this, I'm hanging. This is about olive oil so so don't you know so olive oils are are typically pressed uh and and need to be consumed with within a year to two years uh at most and so we're gonna we're gonna put a good amount of olive oil on here on each i one. like this is a great dish and if you check this out like you can see the olive oil itself is really beautiful oh my god it's so it's oh like this is gonna green. give me cool points <laughs> I'm gonna make this for somebody. This is great because this is the mm. dessert you make when you forgot mm. to make mm. dessert. Mm. <laughs> you know, like if you just um, have some some chocolate in your cabinet yeah. and some leftover bread. And so this is impressive. Really, Beautiful. really buttery uh, right off the bat. And then as you let it sit, it's gonna trickle down a little bit and it gives you that <laughs> uh, little cough, little spice. So, um, all right. I don't so, know should we serve it up? Here, wait, we got cut, some cut plates. Them up or, or whatever. We'll but, give everybody one to take yeah. a bite. Thank you, Kylie. You're welcome. This is pretty cool. Is I like this. I love that. Thank you, my dear. This is warm, also because it's nice. It's, you know, it's six degrees out. It's yeah, so, but yeah. it's and it's and it's such a sensual kind of thing, right? It's, it's like very organic and very, you know, it's not all done up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh. So I love how you like taste the olive oil first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then the, the chocolate. Oil. Then the salt. And oh then you kind of chew God. it all up. And mm. I mean, you guys witnessed this in this tiny little room. I was able to make this uh, dish for you in a matter of 30 seconds. It was beautiful. And, oh, uh, my God, Jason. This is heaven. Mm. That was nice. I'm really glad we started We started the, the day off with chocolate. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Um, I never would have thought to put olive oil with chocolate. Like, I always cross the line between sweet and savory with so much that I do. But I just wouldn't thought of it. But I love it because even as it's in my mouth, like, I'm still tasting both tastes together. Well, when you when you approached me about this show... I was super excited about literally just deep frying everything. Right. Um, and then I told you how small the studio was. Yeah, you know. And, uh, and I also, I stopped for a second and thought to myself, gosh, you know, one of the wonderful things about oil is not just essentially deep frying things. There's also this other way of, of consuming oil. So I wanted to bring some different oils. The one that you're pouring out right now, um, we get from uh, this beautiful importer, here, you can take a taste one. Marcelli. Um, this is a this is a, a very very classic Italian olive oil. It's going to be um, super buttery with a nice little hit of spice in the back. Um, they also say in their descriptions, and I kind of pick a little bit. You almost get a little bit of apple peel. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, which is pretty pretty wild. Instantly. So this is the peel, right. Mm -hmm. it's like, Whoa. Olio fresco. Um, I'm going to tear some bread. Novello. So you guys can try it without. Okay. Go to Babs and try that one. Thank you. You're going real fancy. I like here. that. So We're it's eating off the top of course. No, but this is good. <laughs> this is beautiful. This is wonderful. We like oh, to get the... down and dirty, this and is just, this way... is the real. This is a real deal. Yeah. When I was when I was living. Can uh, I eat this whole piece of bread for me? I wish yeah. you would. <laughs> when I was living in Boston and working at a, a a very fancy specialty store in Cambridge, this would be oh my, my wife and I's like treat. We would get a loaf of bread mm -hmm. and we would splurge on a great bottle. Of finishing oil, of a really great bottle of olive oil, um, like this one. So this is, this is this year's 2017 press. You can't get any, uh, any newer than that. And this is a bottle of olive oil that once opened, you're gonna want to consume it quickly. relatively quickly. quickly. Yeah. So in the next two months, because it is 
going to sort so of So how would die. you describe, you know, one thing about food is like learning the words that people use to, I mean, you can describe this however mm. it tastes to you, but how would you describe this oil, this this one that we're just tasting now? Oh my God, I love all of it. Like no, so fruity. Yeah, so typically the Italian stuff um, over the French, which I didn't actually bring you any French, uh, is, is much fruitier. Um, so you're going to get some of that apple. I get a little bit of peach, like almost peach pit, mm-hmm. which is fun. Um, and then the finish is that cough, that spice uh, that kind of makes you feel alive. It makes you feel really, it's really fresh. Okay, and you brought another one here. Let's try this one. Let's tell so us this about is, this. This is another um, fully um, extra virgin Arbequino family reserve. Um, and that's the Spanish one. How much olive oil can one consume? <laughs> really good for your skin, by the way, guys. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Um, so this 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 other Arbequino one from Spain. This is going to be a little um, a little more spicy. Go bath. Oh Lord, thank you. Do you want? This yeah, one definitely back? This take the spice. It kind of has like you feel like there was even just some pepper mixed in with it. Exactly. Um, tingles on your tongue little, a little, little bit. A little bit of that like black pepper punch. Oh yeah, I like um, this one. But, Me too. So the fruitiness isn't isn't necessarily there as much, but this one's great for salads. Yeah, yeah, you know, I like that big through. flavor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the other recipe that you suggested to go with your chocolate recipe was a salad. So that one you'd use for salad. Why don't you tell us a little about how do you throw together your? Yeah, so I just I just salad. pick out whatever great greens I have at the moment. I'll give them a good wash in uh, very very cold water. Sometimes one of my little tricks is to to take your salad spinner. Fill it up with water uh, and some ice and throw your salad greens in there. Um, let them sit for a sec and then drain it and spin it. Mm. Um, it kind of crisps up your lettuce. And then as long as it's super, super dry, I just love to do um, a good amount of fresh lemon juice, a little bit mm. of lemon zest, and a mm. really great finishing oil like these. You are giving me so much date stuff. You need to try to. <laughs> <laughs> like, we gonna step up our dating game with this. Mm-hmm. I'm about to impress somebody's daughter. <laughs> I, like to, I like to throw the olive oil and the and the lemon juice right into a mason jar, mm. close it up, and give yeah. it a really good shake so it sort of emulsifies. And I like to season my salads with salt and pepper and fresh herbs, um, but I like a nice little bite sometimes of salt and a bite of pepper. And I also, you know, depending on the oil, maybe you need less pepper. Maybe you want less salt because there's fruitiness. So you got to go and taste each oil as you're using it. They're Mm. all different. And uh, my biggest tip would be spend the money on a great olive oil and don't spend as much money on the other ingredients. You can do a baguette and some chocolate and some really great olive oil. And you could make this recipe that we just made 50 times, hopefully in, in, you know, 50 days. So you use it up really quickly. (laughs) Yeah, and the great thing about the salad, too, is like if you put in a little bit too much oil, you can add a little more lemon juice. If you put too much lemon juice, you add a little more greens and a little Absolutely. more oil. It's one of those little bit of this, little bit of that. You don't have to have an exact recipe, which is a lot about how I like to promote cooking. Like, just be comfortable. Use the stuff you got around. So. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Oh, my Thank God. Thank you. So there's one more oil before we finish oh, yeah, here. The, what uh, was this one? This one, this is this is called a, a shorty uh, from a company out in California. <laughs> Shorty. Um, shorty. So this is this is great. Um, <laughs> this is like an eighteen dollar tin of oil. Uh, it's only two hundred and fifty milliliters. So like, you don't have to necessarily break the bank, and and you can get a really nice oil. This one's really buttery. The California stuff sometimes mimics the the French stuff. Um, so it's it's just one of those that I like to use uh, 
for finishing on a steak. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys ever finished steaks uh, with olive oil. I'm going there. No, today. I'm gonna today. Well, I mean, <laughs> Fabs, you don't do butter, right? No, I don't do butter. So, so olive oil, olive oh. oil on steak. Oh. So after oh. you cook it, yeah, after you cook it, you know, whatever you're cooking it in, don't you know? This is not. This oil has such a low smoking point; they would burn instantly. Yeah, taste burnt. But after it's done cooking, as it's sitting there ready to go out, just take a little bit of this nice extra virgin olive oil, drizzle it over the top. It's, I mean, oh, it's, it's thank pretty, you. It's yeah. pretty epic. Yeah. yeah. You've just so you raised my s- points. Save your olive oil for these really kind of final tasting touches. The last, the last and then second. the other oil yeah. we can use, sunflower, safflower, canola, other Grape things seed, like that. Yeah, Grape so seed. On for, yeah. Great. Oh, so exciting. This this was the perfect way to start out our oil show. Oh, God. Chocolate in oil. So, we're moving straight from chocolate and olive oil into our deep fried empanadas. Word. Marshall. Yes. Tell tell me first of all, when did you first learn to make empanadas? Um, probably about a couple of years ago. To be honest, full disclosure, this is my actually first time making them by myself. Okay. You know, but uh, a couple of years Who ago. Who usually? My aunt. Shout out to my aunt Lisi. You know, she uh, she probably beat me right now because I didn't make the dough myself, but I didn't have time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We forgive you. We won't tell her. But um, well, she's probably listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so maybe like a few years ago, you know, I'm 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 Puerto Rican, uh, Puerto Rican, uh, African American. So uh, I'm I'm familiar with all the African American food, you know, the fried chicken, the collard greens, this that, and the third, baked macaroni and cheese. But uh, I wanted to get more. I wanted to learn how to cook uh, more Puerto Rican food, you know. Mm-hmm. And empanadas are one of the things that uh, we'll have daily. You know, it's quick, quick snack, uh, quick on the go meal. You know, so yeah, that's what did it for so me. So she taught you her she recipe. She taught me her recipe, and I added a few twists on it because I like I like full flavor. You know, I don't. Yeah. I just like full flavor and fun food. I like my food to taste fun. Yeah, you know. I feel very so. honored that I'm getting to eat your first empanadas that you made on my yourself. own. Yeah, yeah, this is big. This so is I did a uh, because I, I know you love to cook. Yes, and your family has been a huge inspiration to you. Yes, so. ginormous. All right, so we got two different kinds of empanadas here. Two, yes. Yeah. Technically, which one you want to start with? Um, let's and start with the beans. You know, I did some bean empanadas. You don't, that's probably unheard of. Everybody's looking like, what, a bean empanada? Boy, get out of here. But um, <laughs> I took some, uh, I did a, uh, my fellas pan them around All as, right. as we talk. So the dough that you got is the, like the Goya or yeah, La Fay, exactly. the, the, the discs. It'll say like the discos disc. in, yep. the, in the freezer section. In... No, Babs, you can have that one. You can, oh, have, I can that have this one. one? Okay. You can have that one. That one doesn't right. have cheese in it. Okay. I got a couple of bean ones with cheese in the without. I thought of you, Babs. Thank you. All right, we got some <laughs> other requests for empanadas here. You go, here. So you're gonna get people can get these frozen frozen discs, discs at the grocery store. In, and if you look in the freezer section, there's often a Goya section. Yeah. Sometimes one door, sometimes two or two. three doors, depending, and on, where you go, depending yeah. on which grocery store. And they're like a packet of like eight to ten frozen dough circles. Yep. It's a clear plastic bag. It'll say discos for yep. empanadas. Frozen, um, while you're and preparing, you thaw it first yeah. before you get going. What I like to do is I like to uh, as I'm preparing, I sit them on the stove. That way, uh, they'll thaw as I'm cooking. That way they're ready to go as soon as I fry. Mm-hmm. So these uh these beans ones are done with uh the refried beans I made this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. sauteed in oil with some uh, garlic. Uh, toasted the garlic for about five minutes. Then I added the uh, the pinto beans with the, um some cumin, some chili powder, and some onion it's powder. Good. Let that. Uh, I need a beer. Really I need a black hog. <laughs> <laughs> we should have had thank Jason you, bring you. some beer. So you use you use thank canned you. beans, right? That you this, drained. Yeah, today. Okay. Today, yes. Normally, I would let them soak overnight. Sure. 
but it's all right. Oh, we, we need shortcuts sometimes. That's yes. the reality. No, yeah, that's, life. that's real life. That's right. I, you know. As much as I like to cook beans, I end up using canned beans all the time. I got kids. I got to cook quick. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all good. Absolutely. The fun twist I did to this, though, is um, I wanted to do a play on uh, Puerto Rican red beans and rice. You know, it's, it has a tomato sauce base. So what I did was I made the sauce with uh, canned tomato sauce, uh, some uh, recaito, which is uh, made from a recao plant, um, cilantro, uh, green peppers, garlic, uh, potato, and little olives. And I let that stew down. Then I mashed it into the beans after mm-hmm. it was done to give it that give it that feel, you know, the habituelas feel. Nice. And then I uh, placed it in the dough, about a spoonful in these tortillas. Well, in these uh, discs, it's a little smaller. About a spoonful, folded it over, uh, sealed the edges with the um the fork. The fork, yeah. And you got to make sure you do that real tight, yeah, right? Yeah, real tight. Because if it opens up when you're frying, then yeah, you've one got of these a beef ones mess. opened up, but I guess it closed itself again, or maybe I gave that one to Harry. <laughs> but yeah, so um, nice. That's the bean ones. How'd I finished think? my bean one. I'm ready for a beef. Oh, sh- let's go. Please. So I good. love that you you took the liberty to kind of use your creative your creative ideas and make your own, right? Like it's good to learn tradition because then you learn technique and like, how do you make your sofrito? How do you season stuff? How do you do it? And then like saying, Oh, I need something for someone who doesn't eat meat or who's vegan or, or I just want to try something different. So I I was thinking of Babs. I was like, Oh, I hope I don't kill Babs. I'm so happy so. <laughs> that people are not trying to kill me. What do you think? Sweet and spicy. Yeah, that beef really one, nice. right? Yeah. yeah. Can I try the beef? Please one? go go right at Tegan. Right. This is your show. <laughs> Babs, I can eat what the did beef? you think? No cheese. Oh no, those. this is good. The bean one. I had yeah. the bean one. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, there's no yeah. cheese in the beef ones. Cause oh, I, I'll eat the beef one too. You know, I, I know uh, you're Jewish. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if he was gonna do the kosher thing, and I I know beef and cheese is in kosher. I'm not kosher. Oh, alright. it's all good. Um, Babs, get, oh, we got to pass one around to us. So, um, that you doesn't co- have you cheese in it, right? Up, you I, cooked this up with sofrito, right? Yeah. When you started. So tell us a little about sofrito. No cheese. Okay. Um, so sofrito is... Uh, Thank you. Well, actually, I didn't use the sofrito for these. I actually... Uh, I did another... Uh, I used the recaito for this as well. But um, I cheated. Tell people what recaito is. It's a, it's a seasoning. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, That's all right. It's a seasoning. It's a... It's just a liquid seasoning with a bunch of vegetables. Like, uh, like I said. <laughs> for real. I like that. So, like I said, cilantro, green peppers, onions, uh, garlic. Oh my God. So it's sort of taking the place of a sofrito. A, yeah. Okay. And, and so, in the recipe that we have up online, you have a sofrito. Mm-hmm. And so, for people who don't know, that's basically like blending together onions, garlic, yes. peppers, yes. sometimes tomatoes, sometimes, sometimes cilantro, tomato, depending on what things. you're making. Yeah. And there is a really awesome sofrito company in New Haven called Sofrito, uh, sofrito Ponce. Shout them and, out. That's why you shout them yeah, out. Yeah, so shout you can get out. that in most of the grocery stores in New, in New Haven. Yeah. Have that in the produce section. In the produce section in or like in the organic little, section, a little uh, clear tin. Yeah, it's like a little clear pint container. Yep, um, it's like a forest green color. That's right. Yeah, so if people don't want to make it at <laughs> home, another. they can do that. <laughs> oh, I got to go look for that. Yeah, uh, it's wow. great as the base for everything. Why oh. are the uh, beef ones orange? Uh, the, Is this a different dough? The dough, dough is the same, but it's... Uh, it's uh, how do I say? It has a uh, what's the seasoning called? Uh, achiote. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what gives it the uh, the orange color. Mm-hmm. Mm. Really Super um, flavorful. Love it. Thank you, thank you. I think I have the beef recipe. I think I gave you the beef recipe. It's online. Um, mm-hmm. Real quick, I uh, sauté, um, cooked the beef, of course, quickly. Well, not quickly. Are you but... really browning the beef, or are you just kind of st- getting it started cooking? Getting it started at first, and then uh, I drained it. I'm about halfway through, added uh, some more minced garlic. Uh, some uh, olives, 
then I did the recaito, some sazon, some uh, adobo, adobo seasoning with a little cumin in it. Um, I'm sorry, I did this all really quickly. No, I think that's pretty much what you had in in the yeah, recipe. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. just, uh, it's great. So the recipe's up online. It's at thetableunderground.com. You can yes. find the the show will be up there later today, and then the recipes are up there already. So you can just look at his Marshall's <laughs> empanadas and his recipes there. And maybe you can give me the people could just substitute the beans in they for could. the beef. They could, or we'll try to get the full recipe for the, the, beef, the red the beans bean and recipe. rice. Yeah, one you, up there. Did you did you when you fried these? Because we're talking about oil, right? Yeah. What oil did you use, and how deep did you fry them? Uh, about uh, four inches deep in some vegetable oil today. Okay, cool. Yeah, very good. About four inches deep in uh, I say around uh three seventy five for literally seven minutes. Okay. Just about, just nice. or until it's golden, depending on your uh, and they taste. Pop all those little, I like the little bubbles. Yeah, the little bubbles. Uh, yeah, I like the texture it gives. Yeah. Did you use a deep fryer or just a pot on the stove? Just a pot on the stove. And you use a, a thermometer the in yeah. it? Yeah. You do. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's good to know. Yes. That's good to know. If you don't have a thermometer, <laughs> sprinkle a little water. Very little water on the oil, and it, uh, it'll pop. Fruit. I never do that. I would stick like a rip off a little piece of dough and throw it in. See, People every are time I start burning themselves, if that's you do why that, I said so. very little, very little, <laughs> like literally. You can also just put in a little piece of dough and kind of see if it sizzles right up. Yeah. Um, and if it sizzles too fast, then you know it's not going to cook all the way through. But if it's like sizzling around the edges, then you got to do practice. We should do, a, a we should do a safety warning. Yes. Yes. And just say, <laughs> you know, should you forget about your pot of oil? Should you? Should you? Yes. Which you shouldn't. But should At you? All. And and it goes over and yeah. gets too hot. Grab salt. Yes. Yes. Stay away from water. Right? Yes. No water you at all. You get an explosion if you do water. Grab a big old box of kosher salt, which you should have anyway at all Absolutely. times. Absolutely. In your kitchen and dump it cooking. all over there and get That's it away right. from the, the heat and you should be okay. Yeah. And, and that yeah. can happen sometimes when the oil splatters so over the edge yeah. of the oh, yeah. pan. It's on the surface of the stove. So yeah, it's sprinkle oil <laughs> on there. I mean, well, sprinkle salt on salt. there. One yeah. of the rules we have at my house, because my, my wife does not like, and I love to fry, but she and she loves to eat fried food, but we don't like the way it makes our house smell yeah. Yeah. is that is that for $20 you can buy a cassette stove that uses uh, butane canisters mm-hmm. and we just do it outside. Oh, okay. We just do it outside on the, on, the, on the deck. We do it outside in the front, on the like, literally on the porch. We yeah, one of those little portable there, stoves. Little pot, yeah, just one burner and mm-hmm. every, all the, you know, fried shrimp, fried fish, fried empanadas. Oh, great that, idea. Then the house is going to smell... It smells good. It smells it good, smells. but then it gets old after like yeah, my house an hour. smells like lakas right now. Right. Like my bed is up on the third floor and it still smells like lakas. I woke up and I was like, oh my goodness. You can smell it down the street. So my neighbors were coming over like, oh, it's laka time. That's yeah, so. Do your frying outside and then, you know, you, you can you can cool your, your oil off outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's good to know. Good way to go. That's yeah. good to know. Good to know. Awesome. So you're listening to 103.5 WNHH Community Radio in New Haven, Connecticut. This is The Table Underground, and we are talking about oil today for Hanukkah and going way outside the usual things, (laughs) which I love. I love. So, Ms. Babs. I didn't bring it. I didn't bring what I'm going to talk about. That's all right. That's all right. you know, hectic. That's all right. I think we we have a studio full of food yes. right now, but we still want to know about your recipe. Yes. Wait, so tell us what is it that you love to fry up in some oil? <laughs> salmon salmon patties. We call them salmon patties. I grew up. We grew up eating salmon patties or mackerel because sometimes uh, it was just much more economical to use. Yeah. Mackerel, right? So we grew up eating mackerel, uh, and my mother would make it as part of the breakfast on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So we had it with, uh, you know, like. Uh, 
hash browns, potatoes, grits, all that kind of stuff, and then be macro patties or, or salmon patties. And it, it really was just, uh, um, uh, gra- you know, salmon in a can, which I don't use a can anymore. I use things out of a pouch because mm-hmm. I don't like all the liquid. Yeah. I, don't, I never need all the liquid. So I like the, the pouch. I get the premium salmon in the big family pouches. And then I start just figuring out what ingredients. I like it to be colorful. So I use the red and yellow and green peppers. You know, I dice them a little small. You know, you chop them up a little small so they're not, like, cumbersome. Um, salt, pepper. I like the pink. I'm in love with pink Himalayan salt right mm-hmm. now. That's my new <laughs> it's my new love. So a little bit of that. Uh and whatever other spices I feel like, I always like a little uh, thyme. I always mm-hmm. like a little. I, I'm in love with Indian spices, so I'm always dashing a little cumin and things. Mm-hmm. And I like the smokiness of coriander, so I always, you know, a little bit of that. Because um, you know, the the fish can take it. Right. You know, when you're doing salmon patties, and I put very little uh, like uh, breadcrumb kind of things in it. Cause I don't I don't like a lot of. Um, breadcrumb and then I like I'll pop an egg I'll pop an egg mix it so that you can bind it together so it just holds all together uh, right. and then sometimes if I'm feeling pretty adventuresome I'll fry it up in some coconut oil gives it a whole different kind of vibe mm-hmm. when you do it in coconut oil um, it gives it a sweetness that you don't normally get yeah. but not a like <clears throat> kind of sweetness <laughs> just a you know just a hint yeah uh, of, of the sweetness and you know you just brown it to to your satisfaction Yep. And uh, and then they're they're wonderful for for brunch. They're wonderful for uh, uh, easy late night dinners, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to do it for dinner, you put it over a salad, like a toss green salad, yep. maybe some other kinds of things. And boom, there it is um, for brunch. We serve it alongside, you know, brunch foods, pancakes, waffles, eggs, bacon, you know, mm-hmm. it just fits oh, right in. Be killer as a Benedict. Oh, wow. it's, it is. Oh, that's a good it idea. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So and that's that's what I like to do. That's my thing. It's that's it's delicious. Economical. It's mm-hmm. quick. It's user friendly. You know, kids like it, so they don't get that whole. I don't like fish. Yeah. But then they like the they like the patties. Yeah. You know, we so. were um, a bunch of us in New Haven have been teaching cooking classes all around the city, like at the libraries, at mm-hmm. senior centers, and schools, and we do salmon patties all the time because people can buy pouches or cans, sometimes even at the dollar store, other yes. places. Yeah, right. And then you really can do anything with it, right? So yes. we showed them like you could add um, mustard, like greeny mustard is delicious I, mixed in with I it. I have done it with mustard. Yeah, yes. curry powder and yes. chopped up um, apples or onion or yes. scallion. So it can go so many different directions. It's, it's, and it's, it's economical. And it's a, and it's a, it's a nutritionally sound uh, uh, thing to, to cook. Mm-hmm. So even if you're on a really tight budget, it's really it's a it's a really good way to get some protein in without the traditional like maybe you don't want to get pork chops or maybe you don't want to have chicken tonight or whatever and you don't want to do a traditional kind of fish dish you want to do something right. a little bit you know easier to do yeah um, and so I find salmon patties and you know what it's fun for kids if you want to make meals with kids you know because they yeah, can they put the ingredients in there yeah they can get yeah. their hands in and, and then they'll be more inclined to want to eat it after you know they've spent some time cooking mm-hmm. it and uh, and i find that kids tend to like it um in a way that they like french fries or or burgers or that kind of thing so yeah so yeah, yeah anything anything fried anything yes. fried have you ever you said coconut oil yes i do amazing. i do I coconut, coconut oil, oil. 
Um, have you ever tried avocado oil? No. Because I feel like avocado and salmon. Yeah. I've, I've not fried with avocado. Me oil neither. Either. But I but I've seen it more available lately. Yeah. It's yes. supposed to be very good for you. I've seen. Can it? It can be at a high heat, right? Like I've seen avocado well, oil I've potato seen chips. Potato chips. So right. I assume. But I was thinking like you know salmon. It's a good idea. Avocado. That I, you know like what? You just get give me and put right? some lime and some yeah. cilantro, yeah. scallion yeah. in there, and oh, I like that idea. I bet the salmon cakes. Like even if you made them a little smaller, you could do tacos with them. Yeah. Really yeah. Good. Well, we I I sometimes I what I'll do is I'll make a hash out of it. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like if I have some, you know, like if you have some salmon patties done and they're left over, right. and you want to do something, it's like you know a little quick, 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 make a little hash out of it. Maybe throw some rice in if you're feeling it right. or whatever, well, or or scramble yeah. up some eggs with it. And... What leftover isn't better? I know. <laughs> fried when fried. I mean, we, we, do, we do fried spaghetti at my house. Oh yeah. You know, Jason, you black it in and you let yes. it. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Fried spaghetti. When a couple it gets of times I've noticed crispy, that it's just there's something. That's the about best. It. It's just getting so it and good. rice too. Like I know oh, some yeah, people obviously. like don't like to reheat rice, but I like getting like a cast iron skillet really hot. Put some oil, yeah. yeah push yes. the rice in, yes. yeah, and yeah. I mean, in certain, and a I lot do. of cultures, like the original rice, how it's cooked in the pot, like that you get, like in Dominican culture, kong kong, which mm -hmm. is like the crispy golden rice yes. on the bottom. Yeah. So I do it with my reheated yeah. rice. <laughs> It's like fake, fake version kong kong. No, that's so, fine. That's yeah. why we got to use what we use. We got to use what we use. That's so. great. Wonderful. Well, I love also that you brought us a recipe that is fried, but not like a big deep fried thing, not right. too greasy, and, and playing with other oils like coconut. Yeah. And, and you know what? For health reasons, you can play with other oils, mm -hmm. and it doesn't require a whole lot of oils. Yeah. So if you're really thinking about, you know, I got to watch my oil, my fry intake, you know, it's really not that not that deep yeah. so you can you can really just play around i'm gonna use that avocado i'm gonna, I'm gonna try that out too. i'm gonna yeah. get some yeah. i'm gonna try it yeah, out. yeah you know one like... of the things for me with oil i i sort of try to stay away from genetically modified foods yes yeah. and the one of the tricks here is that canola soy and corn are three of the most highly genetically modified crops really? so if you're not buying organic or something that says non-gmo food probably... it's probably genetically modified and if you go to the grocery store Almost every single oil is corn. Yeah. So yeah, vegetable no oil yeah. is so is a blend of it's like blend soy, of soy and oil, corn yeah. and different stuff. Yeah. So it's tricky. And so coconut oil, which is a good alternative that generally is not genetically modified. And it's so and, readily available yeah. now. Like it's yeah. not a yeah. like you don't have That's to go right. to a specialty market. Anymore, right? Now it's like in regular stores and you can get all this cool yep. stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then sometimes I use sunflower or safflower, which you, you're starting to be able to find more. And it's a cheaper oil. Mm -hmm. I think it's cheaper than than coconut, but doesn't tend to be genetically modified. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. yeah, good. Yay. Thank you. Oh, this has been great. I've learned so much. <laughs> the chocolate dish, the empanadas. All right, so now we're going to enter into straight-up Jewland Hanukkah food, <laughs> latkes. Um, so I brought in some of my latkes. Are they still warm? Are they yeah, a little good. warm? So everyone can take one. So All right. latkes come from... Eastern European food. Okay. So they're not actually a Jewish food necessarily. They're just a part of Eastern European okay. cooking. But um, lots of the Jews that have come to this country have been from Eastern Europe, even though there are Jews from India, from Morocco, yes. from Italy, other places. So these are a mix of sweet and white potatoes. And mm. I used to have a catering company, and so I would have to make lots and lots of latkes. And this is sort of a recipe that evolved over time. How it, has it taste? Girl. Man, listen. <laughs> so crunchy. Girl. Yeah. I so I, I developed a bunch of tricks over the years. So 
I love sweet potatoes, but I feel like when you do straight up sweet potatoes, they tend to be more soggy. Like they don't get quite crispy enough, too right? Much, yeah, too much sugar. Yeah. They will not crisp up. Right. And they get real brown. So a mix, it's roughly half and half, maybe a little bit more white than than sweet. Um, I grate them. And then the first thing I do is I rinse the grated potatoes in cold water mm. many times until all the starch is out. So I have like a really big mixing bowl. It's got to be real cold water. Rinse it, scoop out the grated potato, put it in a colander. And I do that three or four times until the water is totally clear. And that is something that people sometimes do. You do that with French fries, right? Oh, yeah. we yeah, Our French fries at the restaurant, uh, they get peeled and punched, and then they sit overnight. Mm. To uh, release to soak, the starch. To get that starch out. Or else it's sugar. Right. And uh, it just burns. Yeah. So this is just a quick version. You're just It's grated, so it comes out quicker. And... Um, and you get all that starch out. And then I just put it in a colander and squeeze it. I'm not really drying the potatoes, but I'm just kind of squeezing, trying to get most of the water out. And then I either, you can put your onion, flour, and um, egg in a food processor and mm-hmm. just blend it and make a paste. Or for these, I actually just grated the onion in the food processor and then sprinkled on the flour and egg. I like a lot of onion in there. I think it adds yeah, so like much flavor. Yeah, I like a lot flavor. of onion flavor too. Yeah. Yeah. And so the recipe is up online, but you're just basically blending in flour, egg, and onion, and salt and pepper to taste. You can add anything else in there you want, but that's kind of the basics. And um, and then you're mixing that all together. If you want to go gluten-free, you can add um, cornstarch. works really well. Oh. I've done it. My grandma has um, celiac, and so I do a batch for her that's always just cornstarch. And you mm-hmm. can use other starches, too, but that's the main one that I've tried. Or you could do half and half because the cornstarch adds a little crispiness. So the other trick that I use is that, have you ever seen like a potato pancake dough, the salt that's in there starts drying out the moisture of the potatoes. It gets super soggy. So I put my batter in a colander and sit it in a a bigger bowl so that the water starts to actually drip out so that as I'm scooping my batter out, it's not sitting in the water. I see. If you didn't do that, the first couple ones would be like a great batter. And then as you go, your batter would be like really soupy. And so I put it in a colander. And then if it seems like all the moisture is scooping out, I sometimes just scoop a little bit of moisture back in and and, uh, just like and mix it. Just stir them up again, right? Yeah, just yeah. stir it up with a little more. But that helps it kind of you have a really consistent batch and it doesn't get really soggy. And then I fry them um, in about a half inch of oil. So you don't really deep fry latkes. Like they're a pancake, right? But yeah. if you do it just with like a, a spoonful or two of oil in, then it gets greasy and it takes forever to cook and it burns. So I put about a half inch in, so it's coming about halfway up the side of the pancake and it's got to be really hot and sizzly. I don't use the thermometer for this because it's not like a pot uh, of deep yeah. fry, but basically I drop a little bit of dough in and if it sizzles right away and pretty quickly starts to brown, then you're good. Ready. If it goes too quick, you just turn it down a little. It's, it's really easy to kind of, because it's a, a pan, a frying pan, not a whole pot. It's easy yeah. to regulate the temperature. So you need like about a half inch of oil in there. Let it cook for a minute or two on the first side, or probably two or three minutes on the first side, and then flip it over. Once it's like nice and browned on the bottom, you're going to flip it over and do the other side. And then my other trick is that I put a cake rack. You know those like uh, racks that are about the size of a cookie sheet, and Mm -hmm. they're just kind of slats of of wire? I put that on top of a cookie sheet, and I put the um, potato pancakes right after they come out of the oil on that. A lot of people use like paper bags, paper mm. towels. If you do that, your Soggy. pancake is yeah, it's Soggy. gonna be it's gonna oil. be soggy. It's just sitting in oil. 
So by putting them on the rack, then the, any oil is dripping down and it's not absorbing I like it. that. That's good. That's a good idea. Yeah. And do you do you season them or do you not season them because you've seasoned them already? Like do you? No, there's salt? I season, season I season them? the batter. So I I season the batter and there's egg there's raw egg, egg in it. Sometimes I'll just like stick my finger and lick it, wash my hands. Sometimes I'll cook one and see how it is and and then adjust the seasoning yeah. after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Public safety. I eat raw eggs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just wondering about, you know, because with, with frying, yeah. one of the rules that we have is is when something comes out of the pan that you've fried, you have 20 seconds to season to it. To season it, because yeah. the salt not, will stick salt to it. will just go away. Right. And it's okay. not worth doing. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when it's still got just a little bit of yeah. moisture, hit it. Yeah. And then let it cool down or whatever, right. and you'll have that outside seasoning. You could do that, too. Uh, this really has quite a bit of batter, because you've got, like, all this onion in there, and then the yeah, egg and the flour. So huge. I really put the, the flavor in the batter. But you can season it if you realize, oh, I undersalted that batch. Do what Jason said, like just sprinkle a little salt on there mm-hmm. again. Sprinkle, sprinkle. And then the great thing is, is that you can reheat them on that rack. So I stack them up kind of like oh. after they've cooled. So you take them out. They need to cool so they're not like steaming hot anymore. Once they've cooled to like room temperature, I start lining them up kind of stacked, like uh, kind of lying on an angle, partially covering each other Shingles. on the pan. Yeah. Shingles, exactly. And <laughs> they can be reheated that way at put the oven up to like 400, 450. Okay. Put the the latkes in rows of shingles on the cookie rack on the cookie sheet and put that in the oven for a few minutes. And then the air, the hot air circulates all the way around them and you've got crispy hot latkes, not soggy ones. So you can Beautiful. make them ahead and And then you can serve everybody them. at once. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And your house is not like all covered in grease and smoky. Like you could make these in the morning Leave. I leave them out at room temperature if I'm if yeah, I'm serving them the same cooked, day. Right? I mean, yeah, and and then reheat them at night so you can get stuff done in advance. Oh, I like those that. are my tricks. I so just good. gave. Well, thank you. <laughs> can you freeze those? Like after you. Um... You can. Oh, I. Sure, yeah. There's never enough left over in my house to freeze them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, lots of people. Lots of people freeze them. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, all right. That's yeah. good. And then and serve think... with the deep fried applesauce and deep fried sour cream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go all out. I like these actually more. Yes, people put sour cream in, in applesauce, but I tend to eat mine with a salad and then something citrusy like grapefruit. There's so much mm. grapefruit around because just to balance out the all the grease, mm-hmm. having yeah. something kind of acidy to go with it. I like. Great idea. Yeah. And then to your um, Benedict idea for the salmon cakes, I've actually put locks, like done kind of the breakfast oh, version, like the lock oh, with oh. locks, yeah, yeah, and some sour oh, yeah. cream, and do like a nice, do it that way. Great. I like, I'm feeling this. Sounds yeah, well, you, I'm telling you, y'all have stepped up my dating life. <laughs> <laughs> I got some new tools. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So. This is the holiday for oil. I hope that this gives people a lot of other ideas. Um, do you guys have any other gems that you want to share about oil before we? Off the top of my head, in. I can't. You always put me on. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what. I, I love the idea that oils are so much more accessible now. So mm-hmm. you, could, you could just wander into a supermarket and just sort of look over the oils. You have mm-hmm. so much choice. So it's not like you have to go to some specialty highbrow shishi poo-poo store right. that you could actually go in your local grocery store and pour over oils and think, okay, I might try this and I might try that. And you're not, you know, you're not going to be out hundreds of dollars. You just right. a couple of dollars, try some new oil, see how you like it. You know what I mean? Like that. So that, that would be my, my suggestion to just be a little more adventuresome in those grocery right. aisles. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Not, 
not I know we're talking food. Yeah. And not for cooking, but coconut oil is great for massaging people. Like I use best. it for my hair, I use it uh, for my everything. elbows, for I everything. Use it yeah. Yeah. My makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we use it for uh, everything. For everything. It's you know. for everything. Yeah. Everything. Highly recommend everyone should have a jar of coconut oil. <laughs> I do I have one in my bathroom as there a matter of one yeah. just for the for the you know, to take off the makeup or yep. whatever. It's such a great uh, way to do that. Yeah. And it feels good. And you don't have to, like, scrub, scrub, scrub. Just, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, look, it's oil. <laughs> so, I forgot to mention for this, I did not use coconut oil. I used um, either sunflower or safflower oil, again, because I was trying to avoid the GMO oils. But they mm -hmm. don't have a high smoke point, which is, you know, it's not going to burn when you, when you fry it up. One thing that I also do with this is... Um, have you ever seen like the dumpling wrappers, like the yeah. wonton wrappers yeah, and egg yeah. roll wrappers? So for the dessert side of things, mm. I sometimes have made fruit wontons. So after I'm frying up my latkes, I've got oil going. It's like, what else can we fry? We got the, you know, we got like, <laughs> like we, we, don't, we don't make a lot of fried food in my house, like like deep fried food. So if I've got a pot, I mean, we're either going to make platanos or latkes or if we have mm. wonton skins around. So we'll fill them with. You could put like bananas and cinnamon and a little butter Ooh. or just some frozen berries and like a little sprinkle of um, cornstarch to, to, you know, thicken mm -hmm. up the juices with or without sugar. And they fry up in two seconds because that stuff is like, you know, if you go to the um, Chinese restaurant and they yeah. give you like a bowl of fried, it looks like noodles. Yeah, it's, it's just wonton, wonton. wrappers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, those are so great. yeah, they fry up like two seconds. You can sprinkle them with a little powdered sugar and then you have another fried treat, which is some vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Whoa. It's super simple. Yeah. So, all right. This is wonderful. Thank you all so much. Well, thanks for having me. Thank I'm you. I'm so excited. Is there, uh, Jason, if people want to find you, where should they, where should they check you? Uh, Casius. Uh, <laughs> that's your restaurant? That's my restaurant. Corner of Whitney and Trumbull, downtown New Haven. We've got a great little cheese shop and we sell a bunch of different specialty oils and, of course, lots oh, of Oh, do you? Cheeses. I did not know that. All the oils I brought today, we sell. Um, oh, I'm so coming there. Yeah. As well as some fun vinegars and, and chocolates and things like that. You thought so. you had to avoid the cheese shop yeah, with your dairy I allergy, but really, he's going to hook you up. Besides cheese in the cheese shop. <laughs> great. Wonderful. So we have lots of information up on the tableunderground.com. You can find links to all of the recipes there, links to all these fabulous people. And you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yay. And that's that. Thank you all for coming out to the Table Underground <laughs> to our second Food Squad show. Oh, yes. Wonderful. Thank awesome. you for having me. It's a very Thank you. Time. This is good. It's a great greasy time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. We have a song. Do you have it hooked up? To, did Harry hook you up with it? Harry is controlling these from. Uh, all right. We have a remote. song by Michelle Citrin called Hanukkah Lovin'. That popped up on Spotify, and I thought we should share it. Yeah. Do we need to keep talking so we don't have some dead air? All right. All right, all right. Let me see what I can find over here. Sounds good. So, Marshall, these empanadas were really delicious. I was I'm glad you all enjoyed when you're opening an empanada cart. Like, when, when Listen, I was just thinking about that. I was, it's funny. Yeah. I was just having that conversation. Uh, shout out to my, uh, my friend Inez, who let me use her kitchen. Um, I was just saying, I could probably make a lot of money selling empanadas. I think no, you could. I, I knew you this is, this is the man to hook up with. He's got like multiple yeah, so food businesses going on. We should we talk. Play over there. Actually, when we, when we did our first interview, we actually spoke something about that. We did. Me doing uh, different types of breakfast empanadas, you know, with uh, egg and uh, grits and stuff like that on the it's, inside. It's the best. It's like it's a portable food. Exactly. This is something I could grab it. I could walk. I could eat. And go. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. You guys should get together and talk. He's like an entrepreneur at heart. He, You got to check out. We did a past show with Marshall 
about his story of how he started cooking. It was yeah. one of my one of my early shows. It's actually from last winter. Yeah, and he tells so this ago. amazing story. I'm not going to give the whole thing away, but an amazing story about his aunt. Shout out to you, Auntie Glenda, and how oh, she. Awesome. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Like that's where literally all my cooking uh, experience comes from being around my aunts. Does it go on no disrespect laptop? to you, Mama. No disrespect to you at all, Mom. But my aunts are really like integral in like. Uh, my passion for food. You can taste it in yeah. the banana. You can oh. taste family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, I taste love. That's food that's the key. Love. That's my secret ingredient for everything. Uh, I can't I can't I right. even with like so when I'm angry, cooking is what uh helps me calm down. And even when I'm angry, you still get that love. Is what I need tonight. Light a menorah and the moment is right. Heating up the oil for the lockers to fry. Shredding onions in a bowl Oh no, I begin to cry My makeup starts to run down my face The oil is crackling all over the place But strong as a Maccabee is sweeping to the room Coming to my rescue with a wet towel and a broom We'll smell of oil together tonight as we celebrate this festival of light My latkes don't get cold when you're nearby And when I sing the blessings off key I'm less shy I'll wipe the jelly from the corner of your lip As you proudly spin the dreidel on its tip And after too many bags of Hanukkah Decide that it's all right to loosen our bells. Cause in the window, you can only see a glow. All the color candles burning down real low. Our silhouettes are swaying out of lover's space. Mouths are playing as we This is our one, the stars in the winter sky are shining above, baby. 